Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rempel. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at boldenterprises.com. Well, Claudia, we are in week three of Bridging the Work-Faith Divide, and it's a, it's a, big, it's a big divide in our culture. It feels like something you almost can't bridge. Well, and part of that is our culture, right? We want to separate things of faith, which we call sacred, and things that are not of faith, which, you know, in our common language is secular. That's sort of how our world works. Yeah, and a part of that we've grown comfortable with since we're very diverse in what we believe. Uh, sometimes no conversations about personal belief is easier than many conversations. And yet, to do so leaves us compartmentalized and broken apart and inauthentic. And we have to go pretend we're only about work at work and then pretend we're only about churchy things at church. And that's not the the world we live in. I'm as much an attorney at church as I am at the office, and I'm as much a Christian at the office as I am at church. But we just don't have ways to integrate them that's not some of the more unfortunate expressions, which is people going around talking about their faith kind of disconnected from work and in an uncomfortable way. So we need alternatives. We do. We need alternatives to be the people that we are both at work and at church. And this week we're discussing character. So tell us more about it. Well, we're people. Boy, you know, the people who like to talk about these topics traditionally are concept people. And they like talking about the ideas, the ideas of work, the ideas of faith and how these things fit. And, you know, I'm a recovering idea person myself. And so I relate deeply to that. But, you know, at the core of this is we're just people, and people live their lives, and their lives are all day long, all week long, everywhere they go. People are in process. We're learning how to do life from the very basics, getting through childhood and adolescence, to, you know, throughout adulthood. As we meet new people and form new relationships, it's just constant learning. We're growing up always, we believe. And it's the same in our professions. We're expanding our skills. We're encountering new situations. You know, our country just experienced an entirely new form of economic collapse, and we just have to learn how to address it. We don't know in advance. And so work and life is a process of that changes, develops, and grows. And so that would be the kind of the integrated way we want to talk about character, being at work and being a person in process is, you know, again, we're trying to normalize what people generally are saying, leave at home. We've already established that work is legitimate, but it is a part of where we live our lives. We talked about that last week and the week before that having a work life does not diminish being a person with spirituality. And I think part of our our struggle with character at work is we've already predecided or others have predecided for us what kind of person you're going to mm-hmm. be at work. There you go. So, how do we as we were talking about earlier, you said we're people who are still growing, still changing, still maturing, and a lot of that is happening at work because it has to. That's where we spend the majority of our time. So how do we do this? How do we be people who have a faith and a spirituality in the workplace and be people who sort of take on those characteristics both ways? Excellent. So what we want to suggest is making the workplace, the workplace culture, one where it's okay to be human, and but not to build these things by coming up with it ahead of time for people. That's the traditional way we think about morality or ethics at work. You will not steal pencils. You will not 
uh, surf the internet for undue amounts of time at your employer's expense. And, you know, it, it's all reduced to kind of like behavioral conformity issues. What really we want to do is we want to create a different kind of space in what we're working together so that everyone can show up exactly who they are and learn whatever they need to learn and be good to each other in the process while the topics work, not being good to each other. We have six areas where we want to suggest are rich for thinking in your own workplace. And three of them have to do with building positive things in the workplace, creating something where there's space for something good to happen. And three have to do with undoing the negative or undoing harmful things. And our three positive ones are that everybody needs an opportunity to create and contribute. It's a starting principle. Everybody you work with has a contribution to make. If you drew it out of them, if you ask them what they like to do, if you ask them how they like to go about it, they'd come alive and be able to do it a hundred times better. Secondly, everyone's in process, learning and developing. So work should be a place where you're learning and growing all the time, expanding. So this whole thing of having fixed job descriptions that you keep someone in as long as possible and don't ever let them develop or change because you'll lose this valuable asset. It's counterproductive and you wonder why they leave. And then third is that work is a place of connecting and belonging. The people need to be a part of the stuff with each other, which deeply affects how we collaborate. Okay, here's the connection to what kind of person you can be. So if you got this kind of place, this is a safe place, you're, you're wanted there, you've got a contribution to make, you're learning and growing there, and you're connected to other people there, well, then everybody can show up themselves. So how Claudia comes in with your, you know, care for how people are doing, your wonderful sense of humor, your eye for making things happen, can, can engage because there's room for you. So again, question is not, what are the three things you need to do to improve your character at work? But that we've created a space where you can just be who you are and go on from there. Same with the negative side. You know, one is to work is a place where failure takes place. And all our efforts go in toward preventing that. And punishing that. Well, you know, failure is the greatest source of innovation that there is in this country, if not the whole planet. So really, work should be a place where failure can be redeemed and learned from. So again, what kind of person can I become? You got a bad boss. You got this boss who's constantly yelling at people or saying you did it wrong. Um, one approach is to go all moralistic on them and say, no, you should be kind to people. You should train them instead of yell at them. You know, that's a fine angle, but it doesn't get at the work aspect of it which is that mistakes are normal, that people are learning. And if a boss encounters somebody learning, that doesn't make you angry. Then you help the learning. But if a work is the place where you have to be competent and get it right all the time, then it's incredibly frustrating and angering when people keep botching it. So what we're trying to do is make the issue, again, you, and showing up yourself, not being someone else, not being this kind of perfect, ideal Christian, Jewish, Muslim in the workplace, but accepting yourself for who you are and in the context of work, going about those tasks, building something good and learning from what's not working. Well, we always talk a lot about authenticity. Yes. And we talk about how people just know if something's not authentic. They just have a sixth they sense. They do know, even don't in they? The workplace. And I, and I imagine that this goes both ways, whether you feel you've already decided that you need to be this person who is kind and treat others well, even in circumstances where that, that's not appropriate, mm. you know, and then people know 
You know, like, why are oh, you? Oh, bingo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people know, like, listen, this is a place where this person has done something where they need to get their work done. Why are you protecting them? That only kind of causes a divide between Excellent. things that are workplace matters that should be dealt with. People need to be fired sometimes. People need to be brought to attention for mm-hmm. things they aren't doing. People need to be held accountable for the work that they're doing or how they treat others. And the second being that you completely check yourself out as a person of moral guidelines or anything that your faith asks you and how you treat people. And you're some kind of ruthless jerk who doesn't see people, who walks over them, who believes in only authority and your word. And that just is inconsistent with, I mean, judging by your own standards of who you want to be as a person of faith, it's inconsistent with who you want to be in general. Excellent. Yeah. No, you hit the nail on the head there. That's how the compartmentalization falls apart. I love that the way you said it, because when you talk about what you just said, it was when you talk about faith for faith's sake, treating people well, then when they need to be confronted, we don't do it. And in the name of being a good Christian or a good whatever you believe, you actually do a, a lousy job at work, where the real good thing would be to let them go and get a job that was a better fit. And the reverse, exactly. Yes, you just say, oh, it's a, that's ideal. Yes, those are nice ideals, but this is work. And work is based in reality. And the reality is I get to decide and I'm going to decide my way because money's on the line. And there's that divorce of it. And those don't work. And that's what we're addressing. And that's what we're excited about. And that's what we're saying we're putting tools out there to think about because we are not suggesting with this series on bridging the work-faith divide that we get it and that we know the answer. And here's a new structure for bringing work and faith together. What we're saying is that's your job. That's everybody's job. Everybody brings who they are fully to their faith, fully to their work. And when that goes on and we can talk about it and make decisions in those places, it's authentic, integrated process. Well, next week we'll be exploring more about working together. We're exploring and everyone else is the um, experts. So all you experts out there at life and work, please join us. We're at boldenterprises.com. See you next time. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.